Hello and welcome to Vimy Air. This is episode number seven. My name is Sam Fix. I'm a teacher here at Vimy Ridge Academy. With me is Mr. Travis Rollheiser, self-proclaimed tech whiz, Mr. Blair Faulkner, the guy with the scabbiest lawn in Sherwood Park, and Katie Kathy Fenton, my uncle's stepdaughter, and our producer. Welcome, guys. Hmm. Thanks I for see, having I see right. the intros have kind of taken a, yeah, holy. a southerly a dip here. Ouch. Okay, well, I'm going to give a shot mean, back Southern to Sam. Day. What uh, what our listeners will never know is how many times it took Sam to actually get that intro down correct. Five. Being negative. We're being negative, you guys. Okay, yeah, bringing back up the positivity. Positivity. A positive thing is that this uh, Friday we have a new thing coming out called Fan Mail Friday. Oh, that's right. So yes, for listeners, they get to uh, hear you guys get put into the hot seat with different questions coming from students and from staff. So definitely tune in for that as that will be coming out this Friday, fan mail Friday. Woo woo. Yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully uh, our listeners, listeners will get some laughs out of that. And we definitely want to make sure that our listeners and people out there are giving us feedback uh, on our podcast as well. So uh, whether it be good or constructive criticism or whatever, we are open to absolutely anything that you guys have. So uh, don't hesitate to shoot us a message, uh, good or bad, because we love hearing from you guys. Speaking of loving to hear from you guys, uh, I was biking home from uh, from school this week. Uh, a, started to bike because wanted to try at least pretend to be active. And on my way home, I ran into two two current Vimy students who were sitting sitting out on uh, on their front lawn with their dog. Uh, shout out to Jewel Drews and Jaden Dean. Uh, so I had a nice little conversation with them at, uh, at a distance. And wow, was it nice to actually interact with a real human student for once. Oh, I like, bet. Like it was so refreshing and I just like that, that made my week. It was awesome. So sh- shout out to you two for making that fun. Uh, I'm going to share a quick story. I think it was my third, maybe fourth year at Vimy, uh, taking my Vimy junior high group for a quick bike ride through the river Valley, coming back up through McNally and the archdiocese in, in that area, coming up that big hill. And I busted my chain. And I had a group of probably 28 to 30 junior high hockey students with me on their bikes. It was probably about 3.15, bell rang at 3.30. We were on pace to be back at the school perfectly. I put my bike on my shoulder and just said, kids, here's the route, up three blocks, turn south, head until you hit Vimy. I'll see you there. And I put my bike on my shoulder and just started running. And I remember getting back to school about 3.45, just uh, like you said, yeah. dripping in sweat. And some of the kids were waiting. They're like, oh, good. You made it back, Mr. Faulkner. Good job. That's awesome. And oh, my goodness. I couldn't believe it. Good for it. you. Yeah. yeah, quite the story. <laughs> the sight. Speaking of uh, of sights again, um, how about golf courses opening up now? Oh, my. How exciting is that? That is so A exciting. little light at the end of the tunnel, perhaps? Very positive. Very positive. I think when this airs, the courses will have opened yesterday. Is that correct? Uh, well, no, now, well, uh, it, they would have opened on Saturday, I think April or sorry, okay. May, May 2nd yes. was when they were allowed to. And I think some courses are still in the process of opening up because they have to meet regulations. Um, but yeah, pretty exciting. Now we can get out maybe a little bit more, right? We still got to be safe, but I think that's, that's definitely something that's, uh, that's a positive. Yeah, totally amazing. <laughs> Big positivity. And just to see what the, uh, what the province is going to do with some of these openings as we get going. So the next few weeks will be interesting to see how everything plays out. So switching gears, but keeping it positive. Um, I get this question all the time from students. Mr. Fix, do you have a favorite student or do you have favorite students? And I'm not going to answer that right now. I want to know what you guys think. 
any kid that asks me that question is my favorite student. Nailed it. <laughs> I usually reply with, do you have a favorite teacher? Uh-huh. And if he answers me or she answers me, then I will say you're my favorite student. <laughs> a good strategy. Kath, what about you? I don't really know. I, I avoid it. I think it's so awkward. But do you <laughs> have just, a favorite student? Do I have or, a favorite student? Several? Yeah, I think uh, there's a bunch of different ones. Uh, I have one student that signs off all their emails to me as your favorite student. So as a oh. joke, I always pretend to start it as, hello, my fave, and then I stop and say their actual name. That's kind of an ongoing thing, but yeah, so. I, w- I 100% have favorite students. Like there's a group of them that I like get along with easier than others, but it doesn't mean I treat them any different. I think that's sort of my answer to the kids. Okay. Well, before we get any further, we should uh, maybe at least say who's going to be on this interview. Uh, We have two fantastic Mm -hmm. guests, uh, Mr. MP Duxbury, uh, a student favorite, lots of students and lots of, lots of people that listen have uh, have requested to hear from him. So that's going to be fun. And then we also have our very first set of twins joining us on the podcast, Uh, two blondies, uh, Sam, I know you really enjoy this interview, probably just uh, because of your shared passion for golf. Yeah, we talked about golf already. Joel and I talk about golf every time I see him in the hallway, uh, at least when the PGA is going. He's a big Brooks Kepka fan. Him and I get along because of golf, <laughs> I think. When you guys hear that a, that a teacher is a student favorite, do you get a little bit jealous or a little bit competitive? Like when I hear that MP Duxbury is everyone's favorite or that Gord Stretch is everyone's favorite, secretly I wish that I was their favorite. Am I the only one? Well, that's just your competitive spirit coming out, Sam. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, you right. just, you want to win at everything. Um, yeah. I think I'd be wrong in saying if I didn't agree with you a little bit, but you'd also look and when they, like those two names that you just mentioned at Vimy, you kind of look and go, yeah, those guys are pretty cool. They look like great teachers. I would yeah. enjoy being in their class as well. For sure. Right. So you agree with the student and then you hope that, the subject that you're teaching, you're their favorite teacher in that subject, right? Sometimes students are going to pigeonhole teachers just because of the subject they teach. And if they don't Mm -hmm. like that subject, then they'll be like, Oh no, he's not my favorite. Cause, but, or he or she or whatever it is, but yeah, Yeah, that's that's just your competitive spirit coming out, Sam. Yeah. That's, that's coming from you and you are as competitive as anybody. True. I'd like to win. Yes, I do. <laughs> you do. You, you do, do like often winning. win too. Between Miss Fenton, Mr. Fix, and Mr. Faulkner, I actually don't know who likes winning more, and I don't know who wins more. I don't show this it as much as the group. others. Yeah, I don't show it as much as the others. Secretly, I do like winning. Oh, yeah. It comes out every once in a while. I've seen it. You have the same fire that I have. <laughs> it, yeah. It burns deep. I just have the years of experience of showing uh, mm, wisdom how to, how to hide it a little bit, maybe. Have you guys ever been injured while teaching? Like we all teach phys ed. We've all been involved in phys ed class. Have you ever injured yourself in phys ed class and continued to go on to just show to the students that, yeah, I'm okay. Don't worry about it. Just just keep going, keep going. I, I remember one, I was teaching at Donnan at the time and I was teaching grade five or grade six phys ed and we we're playing soccer outside and we we're playing just a small area game. And I tried to make a move on a student and I totally rolled over my ankle and heard a pop and heard a, and I kind of went down and did a barrel roll and jumped back up onto one leg and be like, yeah, whoa, you got the ball. Good one. And okay, take off now. And I remember like standing there going, oh, I can't put pressure on this foot. And, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, 
okay, I'm going to sub out here. Yeah. Okay. I'll just sub out. I'm going to stand on the sidelines for a second kids. Yeah. Keep playing. And trying to finish that class was impossible. And then I just dismissed him from the middle of the field. And <laughs> I remember trying to get into school and it was, yeah, I was, just I was crawling for a while, but uh, the students <laughs> didn't know anything. I, I don't think they did anyways. <laughs> I've gotten booted. I gotten like a, the ball in the face multiple times where someone just kicks it. And all of a sudden you like turn, it's like, boom, and you just blow up. Oh, not a story about myself getting hurt, but, uh, Kathy, I'll remember this one from, from, from handball last year. It was like maybe our second or third practice in. And Coach I don't remember. The- no, this, I, this completely took me out of the running for that. Um, <laughs> it was, I, I can't remember who it was. One of the girls on, on the, on the senior girls handball team, it was her birthday. It was, I think it was her 18th birthday. And, uh, we were playing in O hall and the team, I guess our team didn't have a goalie. So I stepped up to be the shooter tutor essentially. And so whatever, I'd make this one save, I catch the ball and I go to throw an absolute rope to the other end of, of O'Hall to one of our guys. And like the hardest I've ever thrown anything in my life on like an absolute <laughs> missile. As soon as I let it go, you just think, Oh no, this is not good. And then there's this poor girl, so oblivious at the time running down the court. And she looks back at me the second the ball gets there and just oh. boom, right in her face, completely flattens her. She's out. And, uh, yeah, it was her birthday. She had no idea where she was. She couldn't drive home. She had to get her parents to come pick her up. I felt so bad. And that's how I didn't win coach of the year. Well, sorry, sound just quickly, but the, I guess, apologies to Ansel if you're listening, but I think I told a bunch of people that he did because I thought that it was Ansel. (laughs) Oh, apologies that that came out and, uh, that's the real story then. That's the best part. <laughs> oh, that's great. Thanks, Gal. I have one that's oh, that as bad as that, Trav. Mr. McLean and I were coaching uh, junior high volleyball, girls, grade nine. So um, we're doing serving, serve-receive. So Kelly and I are blasting serves at these girls just so they can learn to deal with a hard serve. And there's a team on our side of the net as well. And I hit it as hard as I could. <laughs> and it was on a rope like the same as your throw except it was too low and it hit this girl standing facing the other way. She's on my team. I hit her right in the back of the head. Oh no. I mean, it it rocked her and she dropped same thing. She was crying because it for sure concussed her. I hit her so hard and I felt so bad. She is one of my all time favorite students. Anyways, to like similar to your birthday story, just bad, bad timing. It was picture day right after practice. So we were wearing our full jerseys and she had been bawling for whatever, 20 minutes after I, concussed her and then we had to have a team picture so in the team picture she was crying oh, oh no <laughs> i shouldn't be laughing that's not yeah good. it's no it's sickening actually it, i i lost sleep over it it was awful but you know what gang we've we've touched upon some of our injuries and injuries to other students i think we uh throw it out to our next guest mr duxbury and see how he can uh make positive light of some of his his injuries in his soccer career so let's hear mr mp duxbury all right, Vimier, our next guest, we have Mr. M.P. Duxbury. He's been a teacher at Vimy for, I believe, 12 years. He's taught predominantly in the social studies department. He's been a mainstay in our green and gold soccer program. And speaking of soccer, the list of accolades and credentials on this guy's coaching resume, I believe, is longer than my last receipt at Costco. He's not only a great coach, teacher, and father, but he's a true sports fanatic. Please welcome in. Mr. M.P. Duxbury. Nice to be here, gentlemen, and Katie. Yeah, thanks for joining thanks. us. Thanks for thanks joining for us. Thanks for joining us, M.P. Mr. Faulkner had his thesaurus out yeah, for that. Yeah, he used some good words. He did. I was 
I'm still thinking about him. For a math guy, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. So positive. So positive. That's and great Pete, to be here, guys. Thanks for inviting me on. No, it's, and we're happy to have you because a couple of things that we want to touch on, um, I, I kind of made light to in that intro, but uh, one of them being this coaching resume. Where and, and how and, and how have you become such a great coach? Great question. Um, two things, I guess. Luck and luck. All right. So <laughs> I was uh, unlucky in that at a, at a young age, I had a, a blew up my knee. So my soccer career, in terms of how I envisioned it, uh, ended. The surgeries aren't as, weren't as good back then. So you didn't quite come back the same. Right. At the same time, though, uh, I was lucky enough to have a coach in my life that uh, gave me some good advice and said, you're, uh, you're very good with kids. You could be a very good coach. Maybe you start your transition now. So I was very young when I started the, the transition into coaching. And now when you blew out your knee, was this, um, were you on your uh, way down to UCLA for scholarship? Did you attain a scholarship to UCLA? I was in negotiations. I didn't, okay. I didn't have it, um, which is why they were able to walk away. Um, and that was even luck, which is kind of funny too. The, uh, the day that uh, UCLA saw me, they weren't there to watch me. I just happened to have the game of my life, I guess. And suddenly they were interested and I fit a hole that they needed. And so I was in negotiations. They were checking my references. They were interviewing people, finding out what I'd had for breakfast for the last three months, that kind of thing, to see, <laughs> see if I was serious. And uh, then I got hurt in a game in Shore Park. That was that. Never heard from them again. That's um, because sorry. we're, sorry, Mr. Rollheiser. Um, your name has come up a whole bunch of times from students who are, talking about highlights at Vimy or their favorites. Um, what is it about you and your teaching style that makes you such a favorite for students? Why are you so awesome? <laughs> um, I'm a great believer in just being myself in front of the kids. Um, I know when, when I took my education degree, there was lots of advice on different ways to present and different things to say. And, and uh, one of them being that you should never use sarcasm in the classroom and I think that uh, there's a place for a little bit of sarcasm to show that you're a human being in front of the kids <laughs> and so uh, I think that might be part of it um, I like to laugh I like to have a bit of fun with the kids and uh, I'm also sometimes uh, sort of self-deprecating a little bit I, uh, <laughs> prepared, I'm prepared to laugh at myself too so um, so I think Mr. Faulkner said in the interview you've been teaching you have been teaching at Vimy for 12 years is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Um, so one of our other guests on the previous episode, Aaron Normando, he said his most memorable moment at Vimy was, um, I think in your grade eight social class. Uh, what, what has your been your most memorable Vimy moment in the 12 years that you've been here? Wow. That's a great question. One year after teaching, uh, uh, it was Rachel Smiley said it to me. Uh, I was teaching grade 12 and we were finishing up the year and she said, Oh, and she asked about, Next year's classes. And I said, oh, I've got a grade seven class. And her face fell and she was, you can't treat them like you treat us. They'll all start crying. <laughs> <laughs> Have you taught every grade at Vimy? Yes. So seven through 12 then. You've seen, yeah. you've seen them all. Seen them all. Honors, of, AP, every, honors, AP, everything. We hear that you're a pretty fun guy to travel with. Do you have any highlights from all the travel that you've done with soccer through Vimy? Uh, 
Or can you yeah. remember them because you fall asleep so fast on the trips? I can fall asleep quickly on planes. Yes, that does go a long way. Well, you know what? Actually, this probably one of the best memories was uh, last year. In, uh, in we went to Germany and Holland with a boys group. And uh, it was fun. I got to share it with my son. And while we were there, we got to see a European qualifier. So we saw Holland play Germany in a game that actually mattered and i was there with my boys so that was pretty that was pretty special very cool, cool. so uh you went to germany and holland where else is uh vimy soccer just soccer in general taking you oh soccer's taking me um i've got uh, very cool photos of uh me at both ends mo- both mile zeros so in newfoundland and in uh victoria with different That's cool teams. yeah it's pretty cool and all over the u.s um spain italy belgium Holland, Germany, Mexico, and that's probably about it for the coaching piece anyway. Yeah. You mentioned you were self-deprecating, so I'm, I'm sort of hoping that this will be an easy one for you. In your, in your time as a teacher, what has been the most embarrassing thing that's happened? Well, um, I was being a little dramatic in a, in a speech I was kind of given to the kids, and uh, I forgot I'd moved a table to the front of the room, and I was backing up as I was saying it dramatically, and I managed to knock the table uh, everything on it over and fall over onto it myself. <laughs> it, if only somebody had a video of it, it would be great. <laughs> oh, that would have been good. Now, and, and no embarrassing moments from when you uh, jump in the jump in the net at the on the soccer pitch. Are you a good goalie or are you uh, uh, not a good goalie? <laughs> um, no, I'm not a good goalie. No. I, uh, so the stories are true. <laughs> they are, and in fact. Uh, you won't be able to see it, but one of my fingers is broken in such a way that it will never quite be straight because of my lack of talent in that. <laughs> okay, Ducks, uh, just kind of switching gears here into yep. into life now with this pandemic and, you know, the, the whole family probably being home a lot of the time. Uh, what's going on in the Duxbury household? How are you guys keeping busy? Uh, we're doing well. Uh, we're a couple of things, lots of walks, getting the dog out, which has uh, been good for her, but uh, card games. We're getting into, we're doing a lot of card games because the, we all do our own thing watching Netflix and so on, but uh, we've got a poker set. So we play, we've had some games of poker and uh, Who's up? Uh, it's been a mix actually. Um, mostly me though. Uh, of <laughs> um, and crib, of course, where there's been uh, lots of games of crib, that kind of thing. So nice. nice. Yeah. And a lot of wishing we could get to the, uh, barbershop because my hair is longer than I think it's ever been. <laughs> and that's my, for a lot mine of too. Us, yeah. This is, this yeah. is gross. Yeah. <laughs> I got my own clippers at home, so I'm fine. I'm going to need clippers. I, yeah. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> All right. Thanks again, MP Duxbury for joining us on Vimy air. It's been a pleasure catching up and seeing what, what you're up to lately. Thanks very much guys. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Ducks. Well, thanks again to Mr. MP Duxbury for, for a fantastic interview. Uh, it's definitely easy to see why he's uh, not only a student favorite, but definitely one of the, one of the staff favorites as well. We're going to get into our next interview here. But before that, uh, these, these guys are twins, uh, the Nordson brothers. And I want to know what you guys do with twins. Because when I have twins in my class, I cannot tell them apart for the most part. The, uh, truthfully, the Nordson brothers look quite a bit different, so it's easy enough. But what's your guys' game plan with identical twins? See, actually, when we do the in- when we did the interview, I was glad that they had their names uh, in the bottom of these screens. Uh, 
<laughs> so we could tell them apart because I haven't taught them that much. <laughs> I've seen them in the hallways, right? So it was good that they had their names typed on the screen. So that was a, that was a nice tell. But in, in class, I just try to sit those twins apart and maybe uh, reference something in the room that is close to their name or the start of their name <laughs> or make yeah. some odd reference like that. So if they sit together, I just hand back both their material to one of them and then I let them distribute it to the right twin. You just kind of like throw it at them and they can And then if out. I need to address them, I, I use their last name. So if I'm calling them out in class, I say, uh, let's say Nordstrom. And then whichever one speaks up first is the winner. <laughs> <laughs> you should get to know your students more, Sam. Holy. Well, I know these guys. Yeah. Or... Or you always, you you turn your back when you're calling one of their names and it's like, (laughs) Joel. And then you turn around to see who's talking. So you don't look at them as you, (laughs) right? (laughs) Okay. Well, hopefully after listening to this interview and uh, talking to these guys for a bit, we and our listeners will be able to tell the two of these guys apart a little bit more. Uh, So let's throw it off to Josh and Joel Nordstrom. It is my pleasure to announce our next guest on Vimy Air. These guys can golf. These guys can play poker. These guys can play soccer. These guys played on Team Canada in rugby. These guys won a national championship in rugby. These guys have provincial championships in squash. These guys have national swimming records. These guys are salt of the earth and a couple of mama's boys. Please welcome Joel and Josh Nordstrom to the podcast. Hello. Thanks for having us. Great to have you guys. Yeah, welcome. Welcome aboard. That was a good intro, Mr. Fix. I got to say. That was pretty good, I must say. <laughs> So um, a nice laundry, laundry list of, uh, of events that you guys have done. Now, <laughs> hold on. Uh, there was one thing that they talked that Mr. Fix talked about and this, this record in the, with the backstroke, the hundred meter backstroke, who yeah. one of you has that? Yeah, that's, that was me, Josh. Um, I swam for about four or five years, broke the national record in hundred backstroke for 12 and under. It was does a it still 25. Stand? It does still stand. It was a, 25 year old record and i broke he it checks in. every weekend every weekend friday <laughs> night so like why why do you not continue to swim if you're the best in the country at swimming oh uh, it was just a lot i was swimming like seven times a week and i wanted to do other things as well like play rugby just enjoy life a bit more rather than just being at the pool 24 7 fair enough uh joel just maybe we can get you um a little shout out here but Josh has a national record. Have you done anything at the national level or provincial level? Well, for rugby, I have obviously, but uh, like all the rugby stuff's the same. But I guess I was a provincial champ for squash for a bit. Can't talk the national record, but <laughs> do you still play squash, or is that something that you gave up to? Um, I still well, obviously with my Achilles now, I can't really play. But we always played recreationally. Lots after I was kind of done that. It's really good to keep in shape, and it's just a good social sport. I love it gets you moving lots and it actually helps over transfers over to rugby quite well so you mentioned your achilles i was telling these guys that you had a funny story about how you how you blew it up yeah so we were like i don't know i was feeling pretty good you know the cortisone was killing the pain and then uh i was just chasing this guy down the wing or whatever um but so then it just felt like somebody just kicked me right in the back of the leg and there's this guy i was getting into with the whole game and uh, so I was kind of like, what the heck? Like, you know, probably the words I said, but I was freaking out. <laughs> and then I looked around, nobody was there. Nobody was there, except I was right by the U.S. fan. So I just looked like an idiot. But um, <laughs> Sniper came out of nowhere and got him. <laughs> yeah, Sniper came out of nowhere. Then I like 
looked at it and it was just flopping there and I was like, oh crap. That was when you were ripping around on the scooter in the halls, hey? Yeah, there's a couple of skid marks there. So sorry, janitors, my bad. But you got to pull the corners a little fast sometimes. <laughs> didn't didn't Josh get hurt in the same game or like the very next game since you guys are twins? Like your injuries always game. follow one another? Game yeah, it was the first game I dislocated my shoulder and that was just a mess. I was on this. It was like the first 15 minutes of me playing. First international match. <laughs> dislocated my shoulder. And my stepdad's a doctor, so he was trying to, like, put it back in on the sidelines. Oh, ouch. But it just was not going. So we had to try to find the hospital, but we didn't know where we were. So it was, like, out for, like, three or four hours, I think, before we actually got it back in. It was a great situation. Guys on our team, their their dads are doctors as well, and, like, they were all three of them were trying to put it in. And I remember, <laughs> and Josh like, stop, just stop. I'm going to the hospital. Give me some painkillers here. Okay, well, so, uh, moving on to uh, to greener pastures here. Um, what do you guys got planned for next year? We hear there's there's some big plans in the works. Um, yeah, I'm planning on going to New Zealand actually around January. I'm just play some rugby and work for a bit, and then when I get back from that, I plan to go into firefighting. So very cool. That's a good career, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and I'm uh, going to medical school next year in Dublin, so I'll be exciting. And uh, they have a team there, so I'll be able to play for their team. And uh, I'm excited. I worked pretty hard to get to that point. So. And how long is that program? Uh, it's six years. Six years. The first year is kind of just a base year. So I guess you could say five years in medical school, technically. But Awesome. Now, Joel... I hear you have uh, an interesting uh, view on the on the moon landing, and, oh, and your gosh. view is that it was staged. Is this true? Hundred percent, hundred percent. We were learning about this in uh, socials. Mister Roll had well, it was on one of our note sections. Space race. I mean, perfect time to stage a moon landing, and because uh, they're in a race with Russia, or uh, US is in a race with Russia, right? So, and also like, the Union actually, but close enough. What? Nothing. Go Same ahead. Thing. <laughs> Same thing. No, Read the notes. He's just being a note. Fails me, fails me. <laughs> yeah, like the shadow. When he was standing on the moon, there's a four-way shadow. Like, how can you explain that on the moon? There's a sun there. should be a one-way. So this summer, I ended up reading uh, Neil Armstrong's autobiography. And he's, he's, I guess, in your mind, the first alleged person to step foot on the moon. And in my eyes, he was the first person to step on the moon. So do you just like completely refute everything that that guy says? No, because I still think, I still think he could have maybe possibly landed on the moon except like i think it's more likely that he didn't during that time period but so yes you josh, agrees with this too. <laughs> josh we're bros man you should be stepping in here no comment he's, he's leaving you out to dry <laughs> on this one yeah he is that's what he yeah. always does josh you said you, uh, one of your favorite movies uh is forrest gump i'm also a big forrest gump fan i think mr Faulkner's nodding his head too um, can you recite any lines? Can you give us a, a good Forrest Gump quote? Yeah, well, my favorite part in the movie is uh, when he goes for his little run across the country. That's like when he stops and turns around. And, I'm tired. I think I'm going to go home now. He makes his way back home. That's good. That's a good one. Yeah. Have you guys managed to check out uh, Bubba Gump's shrimp yet? Yeah, we were in Kona a few years ago. Took a little stop over there. They had his bench and everything with his chocolate sitting beside him. Okay, speaking of Hawaii here, Mr. Rohheiser, remember what I said before spring break? Um, you, you said a lot of things. You talk a lot, so you have to refresh do, my memory. Is it true that you popped the question? Uh, I did, but not in Hawaii. Yeah, we didn't end up going because yeah, okay. of the, I, the pandemic. Just, just to say, I totally called it. Right as soon as he's like going to Hawaii, I'm like, you're going to be popping the question over spring break. I called it. 
this so, is this will be the third episode that that gets brought up on. So I'm going to say yes, fine, you did call it, but we're just going to move on again right away. Congrats, by the way. Congrats. Thanks. What's it been like at at home for you guys since we've had uh, you know sort of our, our distant learning and and learning from home and um, training at home? What's uh, what have you guys been up to? Yeah, it definitely has its ups and downs. Um, it's especially hard with both our injuries right now. We don't have like equipment that we can focus on like a certain part of our body. So we're just trying to like do everything we can, right? A lot of rehab and just trying to stay active, going outside, just throwing the ball around. It's been pretty good though, because we're a close family to begin with though. So it's not not too much has changed out like the social way. Um, lots of poker, lots of opportunity to make some cash. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, favorite moment at Vimy? Most memorable favorite moment at Vimy? We know you guys have won all these national championships and you guys are amazing athletes and you've done all these cool things, but other than rugby, what would be one of the, one of your most memorable moments here? Um, this year I liked Alfred day quite a bit. Yeah. Some grade seven spot me. I just had a really good time with them. It was fun. We're in leadership class. Just hang out with them. It was a good time. Also a good memory. I was like bio 20, I think we're getting our hearts, heart rates up. Me and Mr. Fix are trying to crank out pushups against each other. So that was good. <laughs> You might have beat me there, but I had one leg, so. That's good. Yeah, I don't know That's if good. I won. But. Yeah, I don't think you did either. I'm just trying to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I've had a few losses on the yeah. podcast here. Well, <clears throat> gentlemen, thanks for joining us today on on this episode of, of Vimier. We appreciate the stories and the banter back and forth between you two. Uh, we look forward to hearing your uh, your stories as you <clears throat> continue next year and, and your travels where it takes you. So thanks again to Joel and Josh Nordstrom. Take care. Thank you. So thanks again to the Nordstrom brothers for joining us on Vimier. That was the very first time we had uh, a dual interview, two guests in in one. So that was pretty cool. Um, Sorry, Blair. Yeah, go ahead. I agree with you. And I think we're going to have to dub this one the, uh, the injury episode with the conversations that Mr. Duxbury gave us and the stories he told us. And then from the, uh, from the Nordstrom twins and their constant, battle with injuries and getting mm-hmm. injuries at the same time and our little banter at the beginning i guess we can call this one the the injury episode but with with talking with the nordstroms honestly after we recorded that episode how long did we actually talk with those guys for they were uh they were good good probably, gents to talk with probably like 15 20 minutes i would think yeah i cut out 20 minutes of that interview or i guess of that phone call yeah they're they're fun guys to chit chat with and uh, it'll be nice to stay in touch with them and see how they do uh, next year with their, you know, with their travels and with their studies and, and how they, they go on with that. So even though we're dubbing this the injury episode, hopefully everyone at home is staying safe and uh, making sure they're avoiding injuries at all cost. So we just want to say a big shout out to those listeners that are listening to Vimy Air and stay positive out there. All the best. See you later. Again, like to thank MP Duxbury and Joel and Josh Nordstrom for the interviews. Music brought to you by purpleplanet.com. This entire podcast has been a Vimy Ridge Academy production.